Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Positive Sports Report, covering middle school athletics for the San Juan Unified School District. I'm your host, Dana Smith. I'm the middle school athletics director for San Juan Unified School District, a teacher and coach at Carnegie Middle School, and a certified trainer for the Positive Coaching Alliance. In this episode, I'm going to talk about five reasons why your child should participate in middle school sports, and we have an interview with the head wrestling coach of Bella Vista High School, Garrett Lane. We're going to discuss how middle school sports prepares athletes for high school and the athletic and academic expectations for high school athletics. Let's roll. Okay, so let's talk about these five benefits of our kids playing middle school sports. First of all, they build healthy habits. It helps their overall well-being, establishing habits while they're young that are a foundation for a strong, healthy lifestyle, social and emotional benefits, and contributing positively to their mental health. Young athletes are less likely to participate in risky behavior later in life because they value a healthy lifestyle. It helps to build teamwork, learning to practice and play together while encouraging each other, experiencing working as a group, learning to lead and make concessions, and it encourages friendship and strong social skills. Participating in sports helps build confidence. It develops self-esteem and confidence from being a part of a team. It improves self-image, teaches responsibility, enables leadership roles, teaches athletes how to be good role models. All of this serves as evidence to build confidence. We can build time management skills. Adding a sport can help develop those skills, balancing homework, sports, family, and friends. And it builds a sense of belonging. They develop social and communication skills, helping them feel like they're a part of a community. They bond with coaches and peers, experience life lessons, and they feel like they're a part of something that's bigger than themselves. So these five benefits are not the only benefits, but they're powerful, powerful ways we can help kids benefit from participating in middle school sports. Okay, so this month, uh, I am lucky enough, blessed to have one of my good friends, and uh, full disclosure, a colleague, and actually a fellow classmate in our master's program. Tonight, we have um, the head coach, actually, I gotta say this, he and his team coming off a big win last night, so he should still be pretty pumped about that. Yeah, that was very exciting. Uh, again, <laughs> the head coach for wrestling from Bella Vista High School, uh, Coach Garrett Lane. How you doing, Coach? I'm awesome. How are you? I, I'm good. I got to see a big win and see a bunch of my my former athletes last night. So I'm I'm loving it. Total, as we would say in Positive Coaching Alliance, total tank filler last night. Yeah, and yeah. The atmosphere in our community we have. Yeah, we awesome. had a full gym last night. Um, literally came down to the last match of the entire duel meet. Whoever won the last match was going to win the duel. Top two teams in the league to start. Two best teams the last three years in a row. And um, we had a junior Max Keo get the win, and uh, it was really exciting. The whole gym was like standing on their feet, so it was pretty sweet. It was pretty sweet. A, a junior, Andy was wrestling up a weight. Yeah, he was. That's true. That's true. He, he and better. Uh, before we started this, I was telling telling you about how uh, low stress, how low my stress was, like going into that match because I just knew that. You know, Max had done all the work in the offseason and at camp, and he works. He's like one of the hardest workers on the team. He's a captain, and 
he does everything that he's supposed to do on and off the mat. And I literally had no stress. I was like, Hey, if they beat us and he beats Max, they deserve that, you know, but right. there's nothing else Max could have done. He's done everything. And you got it's, to win it's down that idea that we talk about. I'm sorry. That idea that we talk about, just go out and give your best effort, right? The wins yeah. and losses, they take care of themselves. It's yeah. about just going out, giving your best effort. And you can walk off with your head high, no matter what happens in that match. Yep. Why don't yep. you coach, why don't you tell us a little bit about your, your sports background growing up and, and how you came into coaching? Yeah, sure. Um, so I started wrestling at the age of five and competing at the age of five in tournaments and I didn't stop until I went every year all the way until Sierra College, wrestling and competing at Sierra College. Um, <clears throat> I wrestled at Barrett Middle School, and then I wrestled at Del Campo High School. So I'm a product of the San Juan Unified School District. And I just love wrestling so much. And um, I'm, a, I'm a sports fan for sure, you know, but I'm a major wrestling fan. I mean, I love NCAA wrestling, high school wrestling, international wrestling. Um, I'm always watching it and studying it and learning and getting better or trying to get better. And um, I just love it. And I love coaching wrestling and I love being in tournaments and everything. I just love the sport. I love it. It's really oh, and, um... uh, my other sports background. So see what I'm talking about. I forgot that I played other sports, too. <laughs> But um, at Del Campo, I played football all four years, and I uh, played rugby for the Cougar Rugby Club as well. And then in college, I played rugby at Sac State for five years as well. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing I, I, I have to say about wrestling is, although for growing up for me, it was my third sport, but as a as coach, I mean, I always loved it, but it's just as a coach, it's so, it's just addicting <laughs> The the community it builds the what you see kids do and what they bring out of themselves it's just like uh, it's just unbelievable there's the, nothing like it you, absolutely audience if you haven't seen a gone out and seen like a high school duel or one of our middle school duels i Give totally encourage you to do that it's it's a great great atmosphere yeah all right you ready for your warm-up question yes sir all right what is your favorite thing that you bought this year <laughs> oh and you, you can't say wings i'm, I'm gonna take that Dang one off. i was gonna say my favorite food <laughs> That I bought. <laughs> um, are my kids gonna listen to this? <laughs> uh, I hope so. I, I really hope so. <laughs> well, I just bought some cool Christmas presents for them that uh, are kind oh, of good. for all of us. Um, let me. Well, okay. after Christmas, you'll have to take a picture and we'll we'll post it on the on our Instagram so people can see what you actually bought. Okay, so this is probably unusual. I'm a big backpacker. I love going backpacking. Um, in the summer, this uh, do a few trips every summer if I'm lucky more. But uh, last summer, I did a big trip through Yosemite, through the Grand Canyon of the Tuolumne down Yosemite, if anybody knows. But uh, I bought a new hammock for that trip. And instead of a, a tent, I sleep in my hammock every night. And I'm telling you, that thing was the coziest, nicest thing. I just like cuddled up there every night and I would just slept like a little baby. It was free. It was like in the thirties, but my, my sleeping bag was amazing. And that was, that was nice. That was cozy. Now I want to go lay down and take a nap. Yeah. I don't want to see that hammock hanging in your classroom when I come over. The <laughs> oh, <laughs> I know. I thought about bringing it to school and hanging on a tree at lunch, but I, don't, I think I <laughs> sleep and not wake back up, have stuff drawn on my face. See Mr. Lane during office hours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. All right. I, I love this question and I, I 
probably know exactly what you'll say, or I could put it into words because I know you so well, but why do you coach? Um, love that question too. And back to the beginning, um, first of all, I love wrestling, right? I love the sport. I wrestled my whole life and I want to give back to the sport and I want to help kids, right? And I want to be a positive role model for kids. And um, as I've progressed through my coaching career, I've discovered how rewarding coaching can be. I remember the very first year I was a volunteer coach for uh, Kirk Bebo over at Del Campo. He was my high school coach at Del Campo. He's a principal in the district now. And um, he, he really motivated me to get back and want to help others because he was helping me through a lot of stuff in high school. And I got in there and I saw, I noticed immediately, it was all about the kids, not about me. And it's so rewarding right off the bat, after, right off the bat. And eventually, like, I'm at a point right now where I am using wrestling as a tool to build and improve the social and emotional well-being of all my athletes, of all my student athletes. It's just a tool to teach them life skills, right? And um, to make, have a positive influence on them, right? And um, I just want to, I want to build their, their social and emotional happiness and well-being and make them better human beings through the sport yeah, and you know what you know oops the thing i i loved about last night um because you and i coach the same kids right yep. we we know the same kids we coach the families um just that community it's built and you get to see as they come back like you had uh kids who had graduated just recently and came back last night and they all all of them but one had had wrestled for me but it was um just the community you build and the fact they'll come back and that just tells you everything about how tight it, the, tight in they were to their teammates and to the school and the community and, and what you did together. Cause it's together. You, oh, you coaches we, stay there a long time, but it's, it's together with a different group every year. And it's, it's just, it, I will say that coaching, it was, it took me a few years to agree to do it. Cause I know how competitive I am, but I look back on, it's like, it's the best decision I ever made. My, my best career decision ever was to start coaching wrestling and what it's brought back to me. I've got way more out of it than yeah. anybody I've oh. ever coached has. Yeah. Um, yeah. Seeing all the, the alum, all the alumni last night was so cool from, from last year, a bunch of them and uh, some of their parents were there and they're coming up yep. and hugging me and I hadn't, we had spent so much time together over the last four years and now they're not there. So seeing them again last night, it was so nice. Like getting all those hugs yeah. from the kids and their parents and, and everything and then sharing stories remember with this i'm like oh my gosh that's so funny you know <laughs> it was cool and they were so excited for the team we have a yeah. young team doing really well so it's fun i just love that that community and um yeah yeah, yeah cool. we're blessed it's it's something special that that's going mm -hmm. on um so i really wanted to have you on because i i teach eighth grade and i see and hear what those kids think the expectations are going to be um, in not only in school, but in athletics. And, and a lot of times are sometimes are right, but a lot of times they're wrong. They have a little bit of a misconception. And for me to tell them the way it's going to be, yeah. doesn't necessarily hit home for them. Not that they don't respect what I have to say. They just, you know, you're an old guy. You don't know what you're talking about. Um, but I know I do. So I, I really want to have you come on and talk about that a little bit. Okay. So yeah. the word can get out a little few more people and parents and what the expectation would be. So um, what are the academic expectations for high school athletes? What do they have to do to be able to, to play sports in high school? Yeah, sure. So uh, at Bella Vista, uh, where I teach at, um, you have to, every athlete, they, first of all, they have to get cleared 
um, through the athletic department and that there's a whole series of things that they have to go through. They have to get a physical. Um, there's this thing that we use called Sportsnet. They go through there and it, the parents have to find, sign a consent. There's all those layers first to get cleared yeah. before they can. And even- that's Sportsnet. I'm sorry. That Sportsnet is a, that's a district wide thing, right? Sam, that's uh, a Sam. I believe, so. I believe yeah. so. Yes. I think so. And, um, and if anybody wants to look into it, they can just go to the athletics website at Bella Vista. There's a whole thing to fill out. And, but um, yeah, so they have to get cleared first before they can even practice. And to be able to play a sport, um, every student has to have a C average, a 2.0, right? C average. And we have six classes at Bella Vista. So you have to be passing five of your six classes, right? So if you're failing more than one class, you will not even be allowed to practice or um, play the sport, especially. So we just had this grade check and we have over 55 kids on the team this year, 55 to 60, depending on the day. And um, we had, uh, we had two kids with more than one F and now, you know, they shouldn't, they need to be hitting the books and getting those grades up and focusing on that. And those kids, I went and told them, I was like, you have been slacking off and you, um, I went and talked to them face to face and told, called their parents to let them know, but, um, uh, they cannot even practice or be part of the team at all until they get that grade brought up. And that's the next so we had a progress report. So that's the next grading period at the end of January. I mean, end of December going into January. But um, so if you do, so the next little thing that we have, we have this thing at Bella Vista. So you have to have a 2.0 and passing five of your six classes. If you have one F and a 2.0, um, you can do this thing called intervention. And we have a couple of kids there. And they have to take a zero period class next week. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday for four weeks, wow. right? Straight zero period in the library where it's an intervention class where they have to do, use that time to catch up on their homework and classwork. And there's a whole requirement. If they miss one class over the next four weeks, they can't practice anymore and they're they're not on the team, right? And the best thing to do for all of this is um, to get ahead of it, right? Preventative get ahead of the work and like go to class, do the homework, do the classwork, pay attention to your teacher and maintain your grades. Cause these kids right now, there were tears yesterday when I was talking to them, there's kids, I have to go to an extra class for four more weeks. I'm like, dude, you should have got ahead of this. This is on you. Right. And, um, you know, I think, uh, Garrett, that's that word, like that term, get ahead of it. And I think that's perfect because what you see a lot of times with freshman athletes is they get themselves into such a hole. They can't get out because they're used to quarter system. It's a little different. Um, They start over and high school is not like that. You're getting semester grades and if you fail a class, you got to repeat the class. It's not, oh, well, and move on to the next one. Um, There's just, there's a little more accountability there. And I think it's a little bit of a shock to them. Yep. And then they get themselves in such a hole in high school, they can't get out of it. And it yeah. ends up blowing a whole semester and a season and, and everything else. It just kind of snowballs on itself. Yeah. I talked to the parents and the, and the, the wrestlers, um, your student athletes, right? Your student first. I'm a teacher on campus. Obviously I'm stressing, hopefully it's obvious. I'm stressing academics first yeah. over sports and, um, it's better to be proactive instead of reactive. Right. And I tell the freshmen every year, when we start the year, you have a fresh start zero out of zero in your classes. 
clean slate. Let's go start good and good. Right. And, um, and Put one in the bank. Yeah. And one of the things with coaching is, um, you know, time management, right. And, um, going to class, going to practice, going home, getting your homework done, spending time with your family, spending time with your friends, having recreation, all those things, right. You have to have, it takes a lot of discipline. Yep. It takes a lot of discipline. life skill, another life yeah. skill. Yeah. Another life skill. Um, one more thing too, about, uh, that a lot of people don't realize about athletics in high school. And I'm sure, I don't know what it's like at, at Carnegie in the middle school, but if you get in trouble on campus, that impacts whether or not you will be able to play sports. And they're actually in the process right now. I spoke to our athletic director today, cause I thought you might ask about, about something <laughs> like this. And, um, as, and he is in the process, they're in the process of approving and rewriting um, a, a new updated version next, starting next year. It's going to be uniform across all sports. But it's if you get in a fight, if you film a fight, um, if you get caught vaping or doing any of these certain behaviors, there's going to be, and I, can't, I don't know exactly what it's going to be, but you're going to be more or less kicked out of sports, I think, for at least a month no practices and that's a whole season right i mean right right this is a month of um and i don't know what it's going to be yet so don't quote me on that but it's going to be <laughs> something along the lines of that and then a second offense way worse right and um right so it, it's not only grades it's being a model citizen being a good kid on campus not doing bad things right on campus not being a part of bad things on campus so right. as the saying goes it's about the name on the front of the jersey not the back and you're representing your school. So when you're doing things that are um, out of line with those core values of a school, then there needs to be some kind of accountability for that. So that's, I think that's great. I think that's awesome. Um, so you know my program or Carnegie's program um, really well. So you can see kind of what it can do for the high schools as they move on. And that's part of our mission is supporting high schools and what they're trying to do in our teams in our district. Um, so, so how... How do you feel um, participating in middle school athletics prepares an athlete for high school sports and those academic requirements? Oh, wow. Okay. That's good. Um, probably, first of all, we hit on the, we hit on uh, the biggest thing for me is uh, the time management skills, right? If you, if a middle school athlete can learn how to go to school all day and then go to practice and go home and get their homework done you know, spend, like I said earlier, spend time with their family, um, spend time with their friends. If they can learn how to balance all that, all those, those are, that's a lifelong skill. I mean, I know I have friends that can't even do that stuff still. Right. And um, what a, what a valuable life skill to learn in middle school. And so by the time you get into high school, that's already a habit for you, right? You already established that habit, maybe make a couple micro shifts here and there to adjust because practices might be longer you might have more homework, right? And um, days and schedules, but you already have that mindset that I'm going to be disciplined, right? I'm going to get up early, make my bed. I make my wrestlers make their bed. But, um, <laughs> but, but you uh, know, coach, it's uh, that's the beauty of school sports is we can tie those things together and build that executive functioning. Like yes. at Carnegie, like our district for middle schools, we have a grade check thing on progress reports and report yeah. cards. And if you have two or more, S and or use from two different teachers, then you're ineligible to compete for at least two weeks. You can practice, but you can't compete. And then you can do a great check. So it's like 
it's easing them into that process of high yeah. school. It's but one of the things that I do, level. yeah, right. We have, um, and they ended up being called pink sheets because it's what I ran them off on one year. And it was a total like <laughs> nice. joke to the kids. And we, nice. but we still like years, years, a decade later, we still call them pink sheets. Um, but we do them every week and it's a, was well, your behavior? Okay. Are you missing assignments from every teacher? And we collect them as they come into practice. If you have work to do, grab a computer, grab what you need, go sit and do the work before you get on the mat. That emphasizing that idea that school comes first before yeah. you get to come out and do. And we have this huge carrot in front of those kids that love their sport. And yeah. we, if we can use that to help them do better in school and, and learn those executive functioning skills, then, then by all means, that's what we should be doing. And if you try to take it to the next level or you do take it to the next level, if you have a kid that wants to play in college, well, if, I, if I'm a D1 coach in anything, there are a lot of very good athletes in this country playing high school sports. So if I can pick between a very good athlete who has a 4.0 or better, if they're in some of those other classes, or 2.0, which one am I going to pick? Yeah, I'm going to pick the one that's got the 4.0. So right. it's, again, money in the bank as you try to move on to play those next levels and get to play in college if yep. that's what your goal is. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, I think that's probably like we nailed it right there. The biggest, the biggest overall skill that they can learn, like life skill during from middle school athletics, right? Transferring into high school. Um, another thing for just the sport, whatever sport that you that that athlete is playing, learning the basic fundamentals of that sport, right? Um, getting the establishing those skills and learning to uh, to love practice and love training. Right. And I would say um, be a mat rat. Right. Just be on the mat for wrestling as much as possible. Get it any practice you can go to the camps, go to the offseason stuff. But, um, you know, and just it, learning. It's that, it's that that discipline that you're talking about. And I, yeah. I love that. But and you you learn a healthy lifestyle that, you know, the benefits of. So it carries out throughout your life. You you like being healthy in that lifestyle and working out and, and getting better at things. So it really is another life skill that builds on as we go through um, into oh. adulthood. And, and coach, you know, we see those those changes in kids and that's where it's so rewarding. I just saw an alum the other day at Target and um, I just remember grabbing him in the in the weight room and he was this very out of shape person. And by the time he finished high school, he's just ultra disciplined, little specimen of an athlete and great thing. <laughs> and motivated right to do things in life and and you know we had a great talk at target and um gosh that's just such great great stuff so proud of little things like that all the time and that's one of those you know what we can do right what yep. we can do those moments you don't know about before you go into coaching and then you get to have later with kids and that's great yeah yeah um we've kind, of, we've kind of covered this a little bit but let's make sure we kind of connect everything um, talk about some of the life lessons our student athletes can take away from the sport of wrestling. What are some of the life skills we were able to build on there? Yeah, sure. Um, so one of my uh, favorite things I've been talking to my wrestlers about this year is um, like en energy management in stressful situations, right? We will, we'll be, we'll have a wrestling practice or a wrestling competition and it is stressful. There's a lot of different external noises and stimuli. And um, maybe like last night, there's everybody in the whole entire gym is watching you. I mean, you have a couple hundred people watching you and you're the only one out there. Um, 
you know, what's I call public identifiability, right? And um, aspect of it and um, teaching the kids the energy management of that, right? Not not responding in a negative way, in a negatively emotional way to external stimuli, right? Staying task oriented, being able to focus on the task at hand that I need to do right now, despite all that chaos going on, right? All the stress, staying in the moment, but teaching them how to do that, replicating those situations, then teaching and guiding the students, the student, the, the athletes on how to manage those situations optimally, right? And, um, and how to do it, like specifically and getting through it. And um, I, I love doing that and because that's a skill that's going to <laughs> benefit them forever. Because you will see, I see people all the time, people start getting stressed, they start feeling pressure, and then they get emotional, then they get angry and they yell and they respond this way versus being able to, to manage that, that, that energy. Right. Um, that's, that's one huge one I've been working on this year. Another one that I love working on is um, coping and understanding with anxiety, right? Cause in every, everybody in competition is going to have some sort of anxiety and you and I both know that it's a myth that we have to teach kids how to, get rid of anxiety, right? Right. Because acknowledge it. <laughs> like seriously, my favorite thing is like how long would that take? If you sat if they sat there and were like, hey, we're gonna get rid of your anxiety before you can compete. I mean, we're gonna be sitting there for a long time. <laughs> right, and, right. And all the all the data shows that every person with anxiety can have an optimal performance in whatever they're doing despite that anxiety being present. And it's not one or the other, they can coexist, right? So you can still, um, and that's a life skill, right? So in wrestling, kids will have anxiety before a match. We work them through coping and ex accepting that anxiety and still like thriving through that anxiety and on how to specifically do those, those types of skills. And then if you think about that as a life skill, if you have to give a speech or you have to cook, if you're a chef, you have to cook for someone big, right? or you have a job interview, or you have any sort of performance, or you're working construction, and someone's watching you, and you're nervous, or whatever it might be. Being right? interviewed on a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> right? You you can have anxiety and perform optimally. It's not it's not one or the other, right? And that's kind of like right. a myth that I don't like. I think it's kind of rude to tell someone they have to get rid of their anxiety, right? That usually just makes them more anxious. Yeah, yeah, and that was all a lot of it from Doctor Orr from Mizzou is teaching me all that stuff. But um, you know that's where we learned it from. But that's one of my that's one of my favorite things um to to work kids through and um seeing them with the energy management levels. Um, I guess another third one is uh, goal setting, how to set goals, how to achieve goals, um, setting realistic. Uh, measurable time specific goals right um that are attainable in, in the process of goal attainment right so how you're going to reach that goal by doing what do yeah <laughs> how, about doing how by doing what yeah every single day and um goal attainment uh the list goes on and on uh discipline right um establish making micro shifts in order to have positive habits right throughout the day instead of doing one major ship change um, right you know that's right. we and talk about every day long. every day of practice how did yeah. you get better today it's just yeah. it's not it doesn't need a big big thing if it's a little thing every single day 
or as many days as possible, at the end of a certain point, you're going to be a lot better. And mm -hmm. just setting those goals, we get a little bit better every day, grow a little bit. It's yeah. okay to be uncomfortable. It's okay to be anxious and nervous. So we accept that and we go through the process knowing that that's okay. This, I mean, when was the last time you told somebody to calm down and it calmed them down? Never. <laughs> yeah. Never, ever. Yeah. <laughs> discomfort is your friend, right? So um, right. grow through that discomfort, through that growth. And speaking of that, um, totally use a growth mindset, hardcore. I mean, that is, that's like the foundation. If you're not good at something, you're not good at it yet. Um, Coach I don't, Lane, you, I was just going to say, you are the yet guy. Totally. I know. And, and, and oh. you have me on that. It's we'll experience it in like summer camp or begin this kids just trying to do cartwheels. I can't do a cartwheel. And I just hear your voice in my head saying, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they thrive on that. They start saying it to each other. When some kid says, I can't do this, you'll hear you go yet. And that's great. That's what, that's the way we want them to be. Yeah. And it's, it's huge. And then, um, and like the next level with growth mindset, I was listening to the Huberman podcasts and he's talking about Carol Dweck and how about stress and how stress can motivate and be like a good for you, depending on how you, and all that stuff. Right. But the growth mindset, I do that with my own children, my kids, like that I have. And, um, I do it with my, my students. I do it with my wrestlers and my athletes. And, um, like you can achieve this, you can reach these goals. Right. And I, a lot of that goes with goal attainment. How am I going to do this? Right. So, I mean, how much time do we have? Cause I could, um, yeah, could we, we could do, we could do this for hours. I know. I could just go down. And we have before we have, oh, uh, <laughs> no, I could just go yeah. down a rabbit hole. But, but that's the whole yeah, thing is it just shows fun. you how much is available as yeah. life lessons through sport. It's, oh. it's huge. It's, it is so critical. It is part of our kids' education. Not, it's not extracurricular. Yeah. It's co-curricular. And yeah. where do we have a better place to do that than in school where mm -hmm. you don't have to have a bunch of money to play high school sports. There aren't big fees to be on a, a team that's going somewhere. It's like go out and play high school sports and, and we can build upon what we're already doing in our, our classrooms. I look at our, our practices in other classroom during the day where we're teaching something just as critically important as, as throughout the rest of the day. Yeah. It's free to wrestle for Bella Vista and, um, but I make them work uh, a fundraiser for us. And that's how they pay for it is through working for the team to raise money for the team. But, Which uh, is another great life lesson, right? We have to work for those things that we get. We can't just expect yeah. people just to do things free. for us all the time. Right. Yeah. Right. But it, and it's fun, right? It's like, I have, I have so much fun. I want the kids to have fun. Um, and like one of the things I, I want is I want the kids to want to be at practice without me forcing them, right? So building their intrinsic motivation, all those things. And um, you, what you were saying a minute ago about how how awesome sports can be is, you know, some coaches can make sports not bad. Or not bad, sorry. Some coaches can make sports not good. And um, those ones will stand out. But if you have the right coach and the right system and the right support, I mean, it can just be such an amazingly positive impact and change a child's life, you know? Right. And, you know, we, we talked about this in a past episode before that that's saying that, you know, sports build character. Um, well, they can, they can build character, but they can do a lot of damage too. If they're, if you have the wrong people in charge of it and it's being done the wrong way, it can be a very oh. negative damaging thing. So it's that importance that we talk about, about having positive coaches and coaches yeah. that are trained. You can't throw somebody in there and expect them to know how to do it the right way. 
you got to train people to be able to do that. And when we have coaches under us, us being able to train them how to do that so they can carry on and make it better for other people too. Yeah. And look at youth sports, right? Most of those are like the least trained. I'm not saying they're all not trained, but those are, it's more likely to just be some mom or dad, right? That's just right. helping out and coaches who wants to help or, out, right? Who wants to help out. Um, my daughter's soccer coaches were awesome this year. I wasn't like, I was trying not to be the, the guy standing there judging, you know, it's just a dad, but it, I was impressed. They did a great job, you know? So, um, but it can be, you know, really positive and, and, and helpful for the kids. Right. You know? And, and most people that do that, most people that get into it, when their heart's in the right place. Yes, they, they just need to know how to do it the right way. Their heart's in the right place for sure. So, yes. And what, what people do is they tend to coach how they were coached, right? Right. I started doing that when I first started coaching and then, you know, and I had some amazing coaches and I had some very less spectacular than spectacular coaches. And I was doing what everybody was doing. Then I realized that, Oh, I got to learn and grow and, and adjust and not do it just because that's how I did it. Right. And so I right. think you said their, their hearts in the right place, but learning some, you know, basic, you know, skills and, and coaching right. aspects. We wouldn't ask a teacher to go into a classroom not trained how to teach. So coaches are teachers. So we need we need to be able to train them too. Coach Lane, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And like you said, we could talk about this. uh, I know. I know. (laughs) I was like, uh, how far do I go down this rabbit hole? (laughs) No, you're great. Thank you. I really appreciate it, and uh, I look forward to seeing your kids wrestle again and to see you watching our kids too. All right. Thank you very much, Garrett. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Thank you, everyone, for supporting the Positive Sports Report. A special thank you to Garrett Lane from Bella Vista High School for joining us on this episode. This month's shout-out goes to our superintendent, assistant superintendent, and site administrators at our middle schools and K-8 schools. The expansion and growth of our sports and the benefits of their participation would not be possible without the support of all of you. The Performance Connection supports the Positive Sports Report, unlock the full potential of your youth and high school sports organization and athletes with positive coaching and mental preparation. Learn how to build an organization built on core values, stay focused, positive, and motivated with help from the Performance Connection. See the services available at theperformanceconnection.com. Please subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast service and on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram at The Positive Sports Report. Until next time, let's keep our sports positive. <laughs>